Attention bobsled riders! You will soon be embarking on a thrilling podcast down the icy slopes of the Matterhorn. So please remain seated keeping your hands, arms, feet and legs inside the bobsled at all times. Auf Wiedersehen! Hello and welcome again to this week's episode of the Matterhorn Yodelers. I am your host today, Peter, with my co-hosts... Jacket and David. And today we're going to be talking about maps of China. Huh? No, no, I thought. See, I like see, maps, but what? <laughs> just wanted to see, uh, see their faces here. Uh, no, today we're we're doing something kind of fun. We're we're uh, we're kind of pitching. Uh, we're pitching our own Disney movies with known Disney characters now. Uh, in our pre-show planning, we kind of assigned the, we kind of uh, cherry-picked some Disney characters by random-ish. It's kind of silly the way we, we kind of did it. But we each have at least two characters that we have to incorporate into a movie. Um, so, uh, Jackie, why don't you tell us which characters you had and your movie pitch? The two characters I had were Mulan and Captain Hook. Pretty different characters. She got a villain and a heroine. That's right. Yes. So we all know the famous Mulan, Save the Emperor, and the People of China, right? Okay. I'm following. I'm aware. <laughs> yes. Okay. So since that day, Mulan lived off... Uh, the adventure and quests that brought fame and honor to her family. So she went on other missions and quests for China. Um, as years passed, she grew older, so she wasn't as quick. Now, we're not talking like grandma style. We're talking like 50s. You know, older, not as like fast and can't climb, you know, super tall mountains. She doesn't have magical powers? No, no magical powers. No magical powers? Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, her husband and her children passed away in a recent war. Oh, another tragic. war. Wow. Yes. Um, so she's, she's all alone, right? Um, and, but one morning, China needed her. For one last mission. Um, so off the coast of China, there was a very small island that was not on any maps. I do need a map now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This was about a map of China. That's right. This, is, this, this podcast about maps of China. I'm so ill-prepared. Okay. Um, Wait till you hear my movie, bitch. No. <laughs> now, there was... Uh, there was where China kept one of the biggest secrets. What um, secret? A fairy in which China leaderships were scared because they didn't know the powers the fairy had was afraid it might curse the land and the people. That's why they put it on an island. And, uh, but they saw the great potential of it because it's got pixie dust and they don't know what other resources that fairies might have. Right? So they sent Mulan to the island 
to protect the fairy and to get more and gain the fairy's trust. Uh, so Mulan lived on this island, get to know the fairy, and she named the fairy Barry. So it's Barry Fairy. <laughs> 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 the name is courtesy of my husband, so. Um, and one day, a young man washed up on the shore, bleeding. Mulan asked, what's your name? As he coughed up water, he said, James Hook. Um, as uh, Mulan saved James' life, she still kept Barry far away. So he doesn't know about the fairy um, from Mr. Hook. As, you know, she didn't know who he was. Um, and James Hook healed and recovered, and Mulan asked more questions about his journey, and he described that he lived on the sea as a crewman, and he never knew his family, um, but his temper is his biggest enemy, and that the crew threw him overboard. So Mulan felt bad and sorry for the young man, um, but as Mulan knew, he could not stay on the island. But as Mulan knew... Does Mulan know English and then Captain Book know Chinese? <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. just curious. Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. There's a Disney translation. Oh, uh, okay. It's like Star Trek. Everyone yes. speaks the same language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Mulan knew he couldn't stay, right? Because he could discover Barry the Fairy. <laughs> Barry the Fairy. <laughs> Barry the Fairy. So Mulan assisted him with gathering food and gave him her ship, knowing that it would leave her stranded on this island. Um, um, he would leave the next morning, but that night, James Hook heard something in the trees that he'd never been before. So he went towards the sound and saw the most beautiful thing, Barry the Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm making him a miniature Fruit of the Loom character. <laughs> so he was amazed and saw that she could fly and had these magical powers of, you know, with pixie dust. I just picture with a big muscular voice like, I'm Barry the Fairy. <laughs> so, Captain, uh, or uh, sorry, James Hook saw the power that this fairy had. And that it could benefit his future and his reputation. Um, so, as he was about to take the fairy, Mulan saw Mr. Hook with the fairy and knew that he could not leave this island anymore. Um, as And then an epic battle came. Does Hook have a hook? Is this no, this is pre-pan. Okay, just curious. He's not a captain. He's not a captain. He's just James Hook. He's just James Hook. He's a young man. Okay. So, you know, epic battle happens. Swords flinging. Just imagine Yoda fighting. Uh, what's his name? Um, There's a lot of people Yoda fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one? <laughs> Imagine epicness. Epic epic fighting. Epic fighting, right? Um, but then, let's see here. 
but Jane's greed and the future that he could potentially have with this fairy grew more and more and became too strong and killed Mulan. Kills Mulan? Oh, How does he man. kill Mulan? Does he have a sword? Are they battling with swords? Well, again, or... Mulan is not... Does Hook have a gun that he pulls out? Yeah. Well, Mulan... So, so Hook steals Mulan's sword, right? Okay. During the fighting. Is this, like, her father's sword? Yeah. Oh, it's her father's sword. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I just see Hook just, like, hip-checking, like, elderly <laughs> Mulan. Give me your sword. Um, so Mulan died, right? And uh, and then that night... She stabbed? Like, where did she stab? Right in the gut. Right in the gut. Right in the gut. And it's like... Is <laughs> 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 um, so this animated or is this live action? <laughs> I forgot to ask. To be determined. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, so that night, Hook took Barry the Fairy. <laughs> Let me out of this game, Hook. Um, and demanded to take him where more fairies are. Right? <laughs> I'm in a position of dictating what's going on here. Um, so, uh, Hook took the ship and became Captain Hook then of that ship. Um, and that night, Barry sprinkled pixie dust over the ship and flew to the land he never heard of called Neverland. Okay. That was fun. Roll credits. <laughs> Alright, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun movie. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. And, I mean, you got the the twist with uh, the death of Mulan. That was I was not expecting no. Mulan to die. Nope. But again, I don't know how old Mulan is. He's like I know you mentioned another. Is this like forty five or like, is she like? Is this like her grandmother's like send me up for the next war? <laughs> She's like in the fifty range. It's pretty old back then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Next, we have Japheth's story. Let us know what your characters were and how your movie comes about. So I was I selected Quasimodo from the movie Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then I didn't select my second character. I kind of just like, oh, whatever. You got I the last pick. Reference. I got the last pick, and I was given... Princess Tiana from the Frog Princess. Is that right? Princess and the Frog. Princess, Princess and the, the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Okay. Incorrect. So yes, please correct me. I don't want to be incorrect. And so this movie um, takes place in a different time than the movies or that these characters are in their movies. So it takes place. Uh, the first scene takes us to a post-Civil War time period okay so, so we're going kind of outside the realm of the movies yes and creating a new sort of timeline-ish world yes it's okay. a like I'm, I'm creating a historical fiction okay with these characters now are they in their same famous outfits or are they in, um, in with the times i i think they have different costumes okay i mean they're not wearing spacesuits <laughs> so they're fitting in so the movie first starts with an elderly Tiana, and she's in a rocking chair, 
you know, just rocking away. And her granddaughter comes up and asks her to tell her story. So she decides to tell her her story of how she got her freedom. Because Tiana was born a slave. And so she's going to tell her granddaughter about um, how she got to the north. And so the story starts with, so she begins her story within the beginning of this story. So we're doing a little inception right here. All right. Um, quasi, it starts with Quasimodo, and it starts in a very wealthy uh, Parisian family's home where Quasimodo is born, and they look at the child, and they don't like what they look. And it's very difficult for them, so they kind of shut him in until he is five years old and he escapes while the parents are having a grand party and this high society is appalled at what they are seeing. And so the mother did not want this to happen ever again, so they ship off Quasimodo to a family plantation in New Orleans. So just north of New Orleans, okay. you have... Quasimodo going there, where he's put to work by his uncle um, at the Lalurie, yeah, Lalurie um, plantation, where he's not allowed in the house. He's caught his own like little like shed by the servants or the slave quarters, and he is responsible as he grows up for growing up the the garden. Um, and the garden plantation is you get the plantation with those for for commodities and then you have like the personal home garden so he's in charge of that and he's in charge of hunting so he learns how to hunt and track and go out and forge and bring food to um the house so he's got some he's got some skills behind him not just him being able to ring a bell <laughs> correct he's okay. no longer he's he's, he's no bell ringer he's he's put to work and he's He's not accepted by uh, the white culture, but as a result, he's this five-year-old that is stumbled upon, you know, or he's thrown into this, like, serving class, and he is taken in by Tiana's mother. She takes him in and kind of, like, you know, raises him, you know, just like, hey, I know you're one of God's chi children, let's, you know, I gotta raise you up, and so... Uh, Tiana and Quasimodo kind of grow up together. Um, Tiana's mother worked inside the home. She was a um, she was a chef, and so Tiana learned how to be a chef with her. Well, the Lalurie, you know, plantation goes on hard times, and the headmaster, um, he, who I envision him like the main character and the rescuers down under. That kind of like okay. Okay. I just kept thinking Joanna, Joanna, Joanna. <laughs> like you just have where my age. <laughs> so I just envisioned this is the headmaster of of the of the plantation, and money has gone hard, you know, just droughts or whatever, and so he's had to sell off Tiana's mother, and so over the next years, Tiana's had to become the main like cook, and one time. Well, Quasimodo was not around the garden, and then there was, like, this shed where they put, like, the food and stuff. Tiana was there, and Master Lalurie 
goes in there and he is attracted to her. So he tries to steal a kiss. Demands oh, the kiss. Scandalous. It is. And Tiana like pushes away like, no, I can't. I don't want it. And Lola Reyes is like, you have to. He's like, I own you. You need to give me this. And she refuses. So he pulls out a whip. And Quasimodo's like, he had been whipped by him. You know, because he demanded perfection from him. And treated him like he was a monster. Just. And so he told her, don't do it. You know, like, you know, she's innocent. How old is Quasimodo? I would say the same character age. Okay. That we know them from their Disney movies. So I envision them in those, those, those age groups. Where they're in like their 20s. Kind of. And so, at this point, uh, Quasimodo, like, as Lullory, like, pulls back his whip, Quasimodo grabs that whip and pulls it and knocks out Lullory. At this point, there's a panic of, like, oh, no, I've done something. He's going to kill me because I have knocked him out. I've undermined his authority. I'm at his mercy of being here, and he's got such low self-esteem, like, he's treated like, you know, a nobody. This person that kind of just floats through space, so he doesn't know where his place is, and he doesn't know where he can go. So, he knows Tiana's in trouble, because he's seen what's happened to, you know, other slaves that have, like, acted up. So, at this point, um, Quasimodo grabs, you know, he's like, we gotta go. Oh, we'll, we'll go, we'll just need to leave here, you know. And Tiana's like, I heard we go north, we're free. And so they just, they leave the plantation in a rush. You know, Lullarie has been tied up and like put in a box, like a, like a cabinet, but they know that's not going to last forever. Eventually someone's going to find them. Mm-hmm. So they escape. And so as they're escaping, you know, they're just like, we're just going to go up north. You know, we're just going to keep going. We just have to escape. And, you know... As they're going, they're, you know, a couple days in, Lollarie is on the hunt and is cornering in on them until they bump into Harriet Tubman. And so Harriet Tubman kind of, like, not kind of, she, (laughs) you know, helps them escape being captured at this point. And so they go on, you know, telling them, like, they share their stories and Harriet Tubman goes, okay. You know, we're going to go up north. I'm going to get you out of here. And so as they go through this adventure, Tiana is trying to, as she's going up north, she goes, I want to find my mother. And Quasimodo goes, I've heard, and I don't know where it is because he's not educated, that she's at this plantation because he was on these hunting parties and had overheard where she had gone. And Harriet Tubman helps them find Tiana's mother on the way. And as they find Tiana's mother... Lollarie is there because you know he's like well if they're going to go anywhere they're going to go find their mother you know that's because where else am I going to go to try to find them so they find they get there they're cornered you know Harriet Tubman was kind of there but not there at the plantation kind of floating out there because she was on this like side mission and at this point um, you know Harriet Tubman saves them from again from this trouble and Harry Tubman's able to direct them up north. They make it there. 
and Quasimodo is invited to join Harriet Tubman and help with the journey because he helped them through a couple close calls with being, you know, a white guy, but he's not like seen. He kind of hides himself well and shows you could be a good asset to help me with my team. And so the story tragically ends with Tiana, you know, telling the her granddaughter about where um, what happened to Quasimodo. He had died during the Civil War during the uh, Kumbaya ferry raid with Harriet Tubman, where she had like led a a raid during the Civil War. Uh, she was the first female to lead a raid and and and. In combat, and so um, Quasimodo died trying to save Harry Tubman's life, and you know the story ends with um, um, Tiana telling her granddaughter that we owe everything to the the generosity and the bravery of um, Quasimodo and Harriet Tubman, and so that kind of ends the story of Harriet Tubman. You know, infusion with my fan fiction here. Cue emotional music credits. Yes. <laughs> Get that uh, old Civil War music. Yes. So it's it's a very it's a serious movie. There's no really like, comic relief. There's no Olaf that comes in. You're going Samantha. I know Samantha. So it's like, I guess it's the only story I can really like come so, up with. Here. So you're saying it's instantly going to be thrown into the vault and no one will be able to see this movie. Probably. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. All right. Well, that was. That was uh, that was kind of good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, um, I enjoyed the details. I'm getting worried about my story. I feel like, man, you guys went, oh, I didn't know your story. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to pull something out to like show off a complete story for mine here. <laughs> All right. So I had two characters. The first one I selected was the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And the other character I selected was Baymax. I was like, oh man, how am I going to put these characters together? And what I decided to do was create their own little universe. And it takes place in in modern but futuristic time period in a city. And it, takes, uh, and it starts off with um, these two police officers. They're going and they hear about some sort of witch's raid. That's going on, and they're, they're like the wicked witches, like wicked witches. Ooh, you know? Halloween. Yeah, you can kind of say Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's October now, um, so they. Uh, There's the pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they go in, and and uh, we've got one character. His name is Officer Adam. And uh, his partner, and his partner's all like, we need to call backup. There's too many of them here. We need assistance. And Officer Adams all like, we've got this. Um, I've got your back. Let's go in and get them. And because of that, Officer Adams' partner tragically gets stricken down by some of the witches. And that's a spell. Like a, like a spell. Okay, he's he dies. And so... Prince Adam, not, spoilers, Officer Adam, <laughs> Officer Adam, um, he's, he's in a rage, and the witches see this and start hackling, and he's like, 
<laughs> so like you were reckless and decide to curse him and turn him into what his rage uh, becomes of him, and he becomes the beast. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Where's the rose? Because he was so reckless with his partner's it's a life. In this oh, situation. it's a donut. <laughs> the donut sprinkled. So the last sprinkle. The last sprinkle bomb. Bomb. <laughs> Here is not the beast. <laughs> and so, time goes on. Officer Adam no longer goes by Officer Adam. He actually gets promoted. He's actually a very successful um, officer, but he instead of, he gets promoted to detective. So he's Detective A Beast. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem was he was difficult person to get along with. Every partner he gets put away uh, partnered with either gets injured or they ask for reassignment because he's too unbearable to be around. He's too angry and reckless and um, and so and he doesn't care and he's all like, I'd rather work alone. I just want to be alone. I don't need anyone. And so his police sergeant, which I've pulled from another Disney movie, we put Phil from Hercules. Hercules. That's right, Phil. He gets into a uh, detective's Detective Beast's face and says, Listen, you've got one more chance or else I'm, pull I'm taking your badge. You need a partner. And so we've got this prototype uh, robot that will assist you, will be your partner. And obviously that partner is Baymax. Baymax, um, and so obviously Detective Beast is... He's against enraged. this, enraged. He, he's enraged, <laughs> he doesn't want to have a partner, especially some robot. Um, I'm just afraid the beast claws might puncture oh, Baymax. Many times. Oh, okay. So, just <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> this is your fifth Baymax in two hours. <laughs> and so at this time, you know, Detective Beast, he hasn't had a partner longer than a week. Okay? And so he's doing everything he can to, like, try to make this work with this robot. Um, and obviously Baymax is a very, he doesn't have any emotion, so he's not intimidated by the beast or uh, scared of him. He just wants to help because that's part of his programming is to help others. And so... Um, and so they get put on this case um, with these um, mafia-type people. and uh, Working with them or to capture them? To, to capture them, okay. to okay. stop them, because, uh, you know, they're, they're doing some illegal things. It's the mafia and the Zootopia, right? Potentially. <laughs> the little rat. The little rat. It's Weaselton. So... Uh, so, uh, Detective Beast realizes that um, Baymax actually has skills that can actually assist him. That he has the ability to analyze a crime scene, see the DNA, be able to locate individuals, and so he's able to um, do that. But all in the meantime, you've got that kind of like buddy cop situation where they, they've got that growing pains where eventually, you know, 
because Baymax doesn't judge Detective Beast, the Beast is able to calm his rage down and think more calm-minded and be able to work with Baymax instead of having the having a partner that's always afraid of him and uh, afraid to be hurt. And yeah, sure, Baymax gets popped a few times here or there <laughs> um, in, in the Beast's rage. But, you know, obviously Baymax holds no grudges. And he respects his partner um, as a person who wants to do good. So the adventure goes on. They're able to work together to uh, solve the crime with the Mafia, um, save the city, um, and uh, at one point, at the final conflict, um, when they're ready to confront the Mafia, uh, the Beast, you know, hesitates because he's, he's having like a flashback to that time with his other partner where they rushed into a situation and their partner passed away and he had grown attached to Baymax and he finally cared for his partner. Um, but Baymax Did Baymax him. take a bullet for him? Baymax <laughs> goes right through him. Right Baymax reassured him. He says, we need to help. Okay, there's, there's good people that need our help. We need to go in and do it. So they go in. They're able to um, stop the mafia. And through the goodness of the beast heart, he's able to transform back into human form because he learned to appreciate um, another being's uh, life over his own, over his cockiness and his rage. So that's that's my uh, movie. I, I, I was struggling with the name. I, th I think I settled for Officer B and B. So Beauty and the Bomb. <laughs> So those are our movie pitches. Uh, so we're going to go around and we're going to ask each other, uh, which movie do you want to get a movie ticket for? Jackie, which, which one of the movies? And it can be your own. Which movie do you want to see? Oh, this is hard. Um, I want to see my own movie. That's fine. I want to see Barry the Fairy. Barry the Fairy. <laughs> I'm Barry. I've got pixie dust. <laughs> <laughs> think of the dad from Deadpool 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any superpowers? No. No. <laughs> Software. <laughs> I just think it could be funny, so... All right. Well, Jayfith, where, where, what movie would you like to get a movie ticket for? I think I go with Jackie's. I'm kind of curious about the the fight, and she's got some fun characters. Um, Peter's character, Peter's story is it's been done. <laughs> yeah. How many cops? Are, how many? How many but the cops dynamic stars? would be fun. That that the the comedy aspect would be fun, but yeah, just to see. The beast destroyed me so many times. I feel like that would be like a funny, like, funny series. Love. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. You know, and then it turns like major pain at the end where you're like, oh, it's not funny anymore. It's all serious. <laughs> I guess I'll watch the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll go with Jackie's. It's, it's 
it's different, and I'm kind of curious. I she left me wanting more information of how it unfolds, so I'm kind of curious how it how would go. But Peter, you're you're a close second. Um, mine's like a one and done. Like you watch it, and you're like, okay. That's good. I actually liked yours a lot. I was uh, sitting here going like, I would watch this movie. It's uh, I love historical fiction. I Civil War time period is actually one of my favorite uh, time periods that I learned about in school. So. Certainly romanticized mm-hmm. in our society. Yes. Yes. But uh, no, I I thought it was a very compelling story, and I'd be willing to 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 buy a ticket. At, for that movie before it gets thrown away and never gets seen again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, movie you watch once and you go, is this appropriate? So you can only watch it off of a Japanese laser disc. Okay. That's right. Japanese laser disc will be the only way you'll be able to get a copy of this movie. Uh, but no, I you know did I you learn nothing from Splash Mountain or from uh, Song, Song of the, of the South? South. <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, audience, let us know what movie would you. Uh, like a movie ticket for which one uh, do you, do you want to see more from? And if you have a character, like some characters that you'd like us to like incorporate into a story, let us know. We're kind let of us like know. we can do another uh, episode. Character Absolutely. mashup, you know, fan fiction. We're still new to this, so we're we're, we're still trying to figure our our stride out. So um, yeah, let us know. You can get a hold of us through our. Uh, Social medias on Facebook and on Instagram, as well as you can email us at MatterhornYodelers at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, let let uh, other people around you know us, uh, let them know about us. So, uh, you know, if you know anyone that is into Disney discussions or uh, uh, debates or whatnot, you know... Uh, Bring them on over our way, you know. And as you know, we're not about news. We're about no. just fans having fun with the That's Disney it. universe. That's it. So, uh, yeah, once again, thank you for joining us again this week for the Matterhorn Yodelers. Auf Zane. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Matterhorn Yodelers. Please remember, before your bobsled comes to a complete stop, to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. <laughs>